Hi, good morning. It's March 17th. I'm so glad that you were able to come and pray with me. Let's get these blessings started. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Dedicating today's podcast to my daughter, Nicole Deandra. I love her so much. Good morning, God. You're ushering in another day, untouched and freshly new. So here I come to ask you, God, if you'll renew me too. Forgive the many errors that I made yesterday. And let me try again, dear God, to walk closer in thy way. But Father, I am well aware I can't make it on my own. So take my hand and hold it tight, for I can't walk alone. Heavenly Father, I call on you right now in a special way. It is through your power that I was created. Every breath I take, every morning I wake, and every moment of every hour, I live under your power. Father, I ask you now to touch me with that same power, for if you created me from nothing, you can certainly recreate me. Fill me with the healing power of your spirit. Cast out anything that should not be in me. Mend what is broken. Root out any unproductive cells. Open any blocked arteries or veins and rebuild any damaged areas. Remove all inflammation and cleanse any infection. Let the warmth of your healing love pass through my body to make new any unhealthy areas so that my body will function the way you created it to function. And Father, restore me to full health in mind, body, and spirit so I may serve you the rest of my life. I ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Okay, take a second to get your Bible so that you can read along with the Proverbs with me. Okay, be right back. Okay, great. Let's see what God's marching orders are are for us today. These are instructions from our Lord. Today's the 17th. Better a dry crust with peace and quiet than a house full of feasting with strife. A prudent servant will rule over a disgraceful son and will share the inheritance as one of the family. The crucible for silver and the furnace for gold, but the Lord tests the heart. A wicked person listens to deceitful lips. A liar pays attention to a destructive tongue. Whoever mocks the poor shows contempt for their maker. Whoever gloats over disaster will not go unpunished. Children's children are a crown of the aged, and parents are the pride of their children. Eloquent lips are unsuited to a godless fool. How much worse lying lips to a ruler. A bribe is seen as a charm by one who gives it. They think success will come at every turn. Whoever would foster love covers over an offense, but whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. A rebuke impresses a discerning person more than a hundred lashes of fool.
evildoers foster rebellion against God, the messenger of death will be sent against them. Better to meet a bear robbed of her cubs than a fool bent on folly. Evil will never leave the house of one who pays back evil for good. Starting a quarrel is like breaching a dam, so drop the matter before a dispute breaks out. Acquitting the guilty and condemning the innocent, the Lord detests them both. Why should fools have money in hand to buy wisdom when they are not able to understand it? A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a time of adversity. One who has no sense shakes hands in pledge and puts up security for a neighbor. Whoever loves a quarrel loves sin. Whoever builds a high gate invites destruction. One whose heart is corrupt does not prosper. One whose tongue is perverse falls into trouble. To have a fool for a child brings grief. There is no joy for the parent of a godless fool. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. The wicked accept bribes in secret to pervert the course of justice. A discerning person keeps wisdom in view, but a fool's eyes wander to the ends of the earth. A foolish son brings grief to his father and bitterness to the mother who bore him. If imposing a fine on the innocent is not good, surely to flog honest officials is not right. The one who has knowledge uses words with restraint, and whoever has understanding is even-tempered. Even fools are thought-wise if they keep silent and discerning if they hold their tongues. Amen. Proverbs are amazing. Okay, let's take a look at In Touch Magazine. It says, our faithful God. In troubled times, we may begin to think that God doesn't care or has forsaken us, but that is not true. If we've trusted Christ as our Savior, he promises never to desert or abandon us, no matter how we may feel. God is always with us. As great this promise is, we have yet another foundational truth on which to rely. We can fully trust whatever our Savior says, because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. He doesn't save us one day and then abandon us later. Jesus said, everything the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me, I will certainly not cast out. He affirmed this same truth, saying that no one can snatch us out of his or the Father's hands. If we think that the Lord has suddenly abandoned us, we are walking by sight and not by faith. The reality is that we are the changed ones, wavering, but Jesus and his promises have not changed. He is present, providing our needs, 
and working for our good in every situation. Amen. I'll be back with God's promises. God's promises day by day. The heavens are yours. The earth also is yours. You have a mighty arm. Strong is your hand. As you and I see the winter snows give way to spring flowers and the summer's heat give way to autumn's briskness, we are reminded that in that in back of the changes is the God who never changes. The sun that also rises every morning and always sets every evening, the stars that always come out at, at the night sky, the moon that always goes through its monthly phases, all reveal the glory of God, who is good. God's way day by day. A candle in the dark. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. The life categorized by the fruit of the Spirit cannot help but being noticed. It stands out like a candle in a dark room. Today, our world desperately needs to see men and women whose lives transcend the norm. The world needs to see husbands and wives who really love each other. The world needs to see Christian businessmen and businesswomen who put honesty before profit and integrity ahead of a paycheck. Our world needs to see some fruit, real fruit. Commanding your morning, a devotional. Take God at his word. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him, saying, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Now, we tend to make fun of lawyers and politicians in our culture today, but throughout history, lawyers have revealed some of our greatest things about God we have ever known. Moses was the lawgiver, and the Apostle Paul was a Pharisee. Martin Luther of the Reformation began his career by entering law school, as did the great revivalist Charles Finney. What made them so powerful? They read their Bibles as lawyers would when studying to prepare a case, and they put more faith in God, keeping his word, than they did in any earthly laws. Then they took those words and charged the atmosphere around them with biblical truth. They changed their worlds through what they spoke. Dear God, I take you at your word. Because of what Jesus did on the cross, I know I am a son of God and that I am seated in heavenly places in Christ. You withhold no good thing from those who walk uprightly, so I commit my ways to you, Father. I ask you to lead me along paths of righteousness and cause my latter days to be greater than my former. In Jesus' name, amen. Prayers in the wilderness. Okay, 
a meditation for the loving power of grace. Father, as I begin my day, I am thankful for your grace. It is reassuring to know that a force greater than me is working on my behalf, and your grace is the confidant and the loving power I need. Lord, I am aware you are challenging me to operate with a dependency on faith, your word, and your grace. In my distress, your voice speaks and reminds me your grace is already intervening in my dilemmas. When I prefer to speak from flesh and not spirit, your grace offers me forgiveness. In the midst of emotional and physical pain, your grace is the physician that brings healing. As I strive to be a vessel rooted in your word, I realize my development is connected to your unmerited favor. Your grace is, my, is not my intellect, is the transforming power of my life. Please help me to grow in your grace. Teach me to appreciate and even expect your unmerited favor to lead me from despair to hope. Help me to receive the instruction and spiritual understanding grace will provide for my growth. Show me how to depend on your grace. When I am confused and afflicted, send your grace to rescue me. When the adversary creates disorder in my life, empower me with grace to avoid his deceptive devices. And when my joy is weak, Supply my spirit with strength and grace to recall you are my joy. Father, I thank you for the love you reveal through your grace. It blesses me with spiritual power to do your will. It assures me of your presence in my life. It comforts me when I am troubled. It is the answer to problems which are beyond my ability to solve. It is the love essential for my being. So. I praise you for grace that is a powerful gift of your love. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Proverbs 3 says, Surely he scorns the scornful, but gives grace to the humble. Romans 5, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Ephesians 1, having predestined us to adoption as sons of Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us all in wisdom with prudence. Amen. God's purpose for your life. Intimate longing. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. There is absolutely no substitute for personal intimacy with God. Nothing compares with it. It is the key to fulfillment, purpose, and joy. 
Most people are longing for an exciting and meaningful life, and they're looking in all the wrong places for it. Money, prestige, and relationships. Of course, none of those sufficiently fills the void in our hearts. Why? Because that emptiness within us was only ever meant to be indwelt by God's presence. Therefore, the only thing that can ever satisfy the indescribable longing within you will be an intimate relationship with your Savior. It's important to have goals and relationships, but your primary and most important pursuit should always be to know Christ. Only He can give you the life you long for. When I think about everything I've experienced in life, my relationship with God has always been absolutely paramount. He has consistently been there to comfort me and bring me through life's trials, however hard they've been. And the gift of his indwelling spirit has led me in ways above and beyond all I could have asked for or imagined. I know that will be true for you as well. So seek him and find all you are looking for. Jesus, this is what I want, an intimate relationship with you. Draw me near, Lord. Amen. Let's take a pause and let this resonate in our spirit. A friend asked me, what does it mean? Let's get these blessings started. Well, to have relationship with the Lord is the blessing that I am talking about. Okay, my daily prayer. Dear God, as I begin this day, let me turn my thoughts to you and ask your help in guiding me in everything I say and do. Give me the patience that I need to keep my peace of mind. And with life's cares, I hope, dear God, some happiness to find. Let me live but for today, not worrying what's ahead. For I have trust that you will see I get my daily bread. Give me courage to face life's trials and not from troubles run. Let me keep this thought in mind, thy will, not mine, be done. And if some wish I do not get, though I have prayed to thee, help me to believe and understand you know what's best for me. I failed you many times, I know, but when tonight I rest, I hope that I can kneel and say, dear God, I've tried my best. The 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever truly believe that. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Remember, where there's faith, there's love. Where there's love, there's peace. Where there's peace, there's God. And where there's God, there is no need. Have a beautiful, blessed day, my friends. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow when you come back to pray with me. This is 20 minutes, just a tip of the iceberg. Start your conversation with God. Lean on him all day. Ask him anything you want. In Jesus' name, amen.